Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports domestics microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. It is all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And not only that, but a great service department, sales staff ready to deal with you. It's all good. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11, 15, Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. All right. So as you know, outside of doing this show, there are... I don't know how many, geez, I don't know, Matt, how many of these things I did this week, 15 to 20? I did five of them yesterday, I know that. Yeah, I would say, you're you're getting up there now. Well, I only did one today, and it was it was one because it was from Auburn, I did it. Uh, but I already told everybody, like, you know, that's it, we're cut off, because um, I, I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done, dude. I'm done Um... Um, so, um, but you keep getting, of course, the same questions over and over again. And here's one I've been getting. What's it like broadcasting a whiteout? And as you know, one of the reasons I give some of the more disappointing answers on the face of the earth is I tell the truth. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly the right way to put it. <laughs> okay? You don't sit there like... Like, when you're there and you see it, you're like, oh, my God. And, yeah, it's loud and the whole thing. But we have noise-canceling headphones on. There's no difference. (laughs) And you also answered this question yesterday, too. Yes, I did. There really is no... Oh, that can't be... What do you think, Jack and I are sitting... What do you think about third down, Jack? Can't hear you, Steve. It's too loud in here. No. <laughs> we have headsets on. It cancels out the noise. We just we talk to each other like it's any game. I, again, I get disappointing answers. I'm not going to sit there and make it up. That's not, you know. It's, it's an incredible scene. It is a phenomenal atmosphere. It is absolutely loud, but to be honest with you, I can't 
I, I can hear you, but it's uh, if you were sitting in, in my chair, you'd sit there, and I, I gave you the headset. You go, oh, these work pretty well. <laughs> when you take them off in a commercial break, like oh, it's it is it is loud in here. But when you're actually doing the game, it's loud, but it's not what you think it is, and that's not because. And that is not because of it's not loud. It's extremely loud. The problem is, and not the problem, that's, that's the wrong way to say it. The difference is because th- these are noise-canceling headphones. That's why we could sit there and really think our way through it with no big, like we do any game. Can you hear yourselves think? Yeah, easily. <laughs> oh, I hate when he gives you. That's a disappointing answer. Sorry. Because we brought that up to the suit about shickle. I mean, I'm not apparently here, the chief. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's selective hearing. <laughs> so they have, like, a school I'd never heard of before, right? Exactly. Executive Education Academy from Allentown, District 11. How many do you know off the top of your head? How many students that school has? It's it's a school school, or is it a charter school? What is it? I believe it's some sort of charter ish school, but that's pretty much yeah. all I know about them. And I know that they're one and two on the year because that's what the suit told me. <laughs> Other than that, I have no idea. I've never even heard of this school, and I grew up in District Eleven. <laughs> right. Well, in other words, um, say you grew up here in District 4, you know, would you have heard of Midwest? Um, Midwest Midwest is new. I'm saying... You, you, say you would have you, you heard of it eventually, yeah. but yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. Mid, how, how old's Midwest now as a school? That's a 10 good years? Less than 10? I'm going to guess around 10. I don't know for sure. I'm going to guesstimate around 10, maybe a little bit more or less. Right. I'm just saying after, you know, you know, say you grow up here and you no longer live here. Oh, really? Is the school Midwest? Only because they weren't here when you were. And there's so many mergers these days. and It's... Uh, so they've got that tonight. And Sealands grows on Eagle 107. Now, Lewisburg plays tomorrow, right? Correct. Tomorrow, Jersey Shore, which will be on Eagle 107 instead of the Valley because Bucknell home opener will be on the yeah. Valley at 6 with a 5.30 pregame. Right. With Doug and Kevo against Penn. Actually, at his home, so Joe Vasile will be on the call. And Doug and Kevin will be on ESPN+. Plus. Oh, okay. So Joe Vasile, yeah, Joe is such a, what a great broadcaster he is. Yeah, I, I, I love working, working with Joe. I've had a, I've worked a couple of baseball games with Joe in my career. He is a fabulous, fabulous announcer. So fortunate. So between Doug and Joe, we're really in great. Jo- oh, I'm sorry, that was something. <laughs> but yeah, that's the format this year again, like last year. Home games, it's Joe on the radio, and then for away games, it's Doug and Kevin on the radio. Gotcha. Okay. Right. And because home, they're doing the TV. They're because doing they're the doing TV ESPN part. three, correct? Yeah, yeah, ESPN right. plus, yeah. Right. I got gotcha. you. And right. maybe we'll see our friend Matt Leon tomorrow. Yeah, Matt should be there. With Penn coming to yeah. town. I mean, he hasn't done a Penn game in two years. 
right? Um, and yeah, it's what two years? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was talking with Eric Wilson, who's been starting at left guard for Penn State, and you know, he hadn't played in um, you know, in two years. I mean. So him getting back out there and essentially quote getting back on the football bike, hey, it, it takes you know it takes a little bit, and he's been able to do it to his credit. He's come in here uh, because uh, he did not get here until I want to say Wilson Wilson was not a part of spring practice, so he didn't get here till a little bit later, and yeah. Uh, Doug sent me something here. Doug Byerly. Uh, 104 students per grade. It's actually actually a good-sized school. So 104 per grade, so 456 students for grades 9 through 12. And it is a charter school. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it is. Doug sent me something. It is a, Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. It is a charter school, approximately 104 students per grade. Uh, 456 overall when it's all said and done. And on this show, by the way, there's a way more said than done. So that's that's who they are. All right. Very good. And as the suit said, they're, what, one and two in the year? Correct. Was the win over Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> Just asking. Oh, my almighty! They're available, right? Supposedly. <laughs> That's still a bizarre story. It really is. And but, but again, I go back to we're the worldwide leader in sports. You got scammed. <laughs> it's just like you you're not quite the leader you thought you were. Thought you were that. In other words, you're trying to tell us you know everything about sports. Nope. Guess you don't. Well, we relied on, don't pass it off. You're the worldwide leader in sports. You botched it. I got it. You ever watch high school football on uh, on ESPN? No. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the, uh, I've watched a little bit, and the little bit I watched, they spent so much time on recruiting rankings and everything like that during the broadcast. I'm like, And you don't know where you were. I, I, I just, I, I, I know you're on 24 hours. So I totally understand that you're trying to do whatever you can programming-wise. You're trying to make it as interesting as possible. I got it. But, man, I am just not big on high school football being on ESPN. I'm just not. You know, it's like selecting haves versus have-nots and things like that. And it's you know, it becomes a recruiting show like that. Now, locally televised games? Yeah, locally televised games are great. I mean, you know, people, you know, in, you know, you're looking at your local area. I'm still a huge believer in you play your area teams. You know, unless you get into a spot like this where, you know, you you know, everybody's trying to come up with a game. Now that part I got. Okay. Yeah, I understand that completely. Um, because they were supposed to play Wellsboro in the Doug Bowl. I I I'm I'm massively disappointed that the, the Doug Bowl thing did not happen. He was going to be there tonight. He was going to taunt the suit to the point where I like the chief was going to have to take over. It was going to be great. 
Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Would have been must listen. Oh, absolutely. He had been taunting him the whole game. Like, asking him, like, legitimate questions about football, and then, you know, you know who gets confused. Like, what? What? He plays for us? Oh, jeez. Bad question. (laughs) 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 What teams he play for? You. Oh. (laughs) Not good. All right. How about the – I can tell you right now, this town right now is alive. I would hope so. I've been seeing all of the pictures of college game day getting set up. Yeah, I was across the street. That's great. Um, uh, Because I was downtown. But I'm talking about just the number of people that are here and people are laughing and kidding around. It is always important to be really careful. So we'll never, ever stray away from how important it is to be careful. All right? But it's also okay to have fun. I can tell you the people that I saw downtown, of which I saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, they're having fun. I mean, like on a scale of 1 to 10, fun, all right? We'll use the uh, the staff meeting as a 1. This is a 10 plus. Did I rate the staff meeting too high? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. First down, Jones. Airs it out as Slayton dropped. Opportunity came knocking and Slayton could not haul it in. Man, a total blown coverage. There's nobody within 20 yards. I don't know if Jackson thought that he was going to have help out there or what, but the safety was nowhere to be found. There are drops, and then there are drops. Yeah. Well, except except I disagree with that. Did it hit his hands? Yes. This was not one of those drop-in-the-bucket things. It's a little bit too f- thrown too far in front of him, to be honest with you. I mean, that was just, I mean, it's one of those where I think he threw it six inches too far. It was a. They make it sound like it was like he was right there and he just dropped in the bucket and he dropped the ball. He's reaching out. It went off his. It went off his. Like halfway between going off your hands and your fingertips. How about that? Yeah, but, but you still got to catch that though. Uh, not necessarily. That is a. That is not a, because he threw it too far. It's not an easy catch. I, for some odd reason, all of you guys think, seem to think that that was a piece of cake. Like no, the ball's thrown too far. Uh. And you got to put a little more air underneath it. Uh, I mean, do I think he should have it? I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, 
I'd say he should probably catch it six out of ten times. But that see, I, I I'm not with everybody. I'm like, oh, he absolutely should have had it. What do you wait? You think that was an easy catch to make? He had to reach way out to try and get the thing. This was not one of those where the arms are tucking and he just like he short armed or anything. I'm like he's he's reaching out, he just couldn't get it. Now, do I think he should make the catch six out of ten times? Yeah, but that was four the four out of ten. Uh, the Giants, this is why I say this stuff all the time. And I know it's simplistic analysis, but again, we try to be real on the show and not try and do the, like, oh, yeah, high falutin. Losing teams make losing plays. The Giants made a series of losing plays last night. I mean, what, what's more egregious, that play or Dexter Lawrence jumping outside with the football right in front of his face? Now that's fair. I mean... I mean, the ball's right there. He jumped. How, how do you do that? You're not a rookie. How do you do that? How do you waste the time out when you have 13 players on the field in the wrong defensive package out there? How do you jump twice and move back 10 yards? I mean, that's, losing teams make losing plays. Giants made a lot of losing plays last night, and they made some losing moves on the sideline, too. Simple as that. So yeah, it's not that play. Believe me, there's a there's a whole bunch of plays that you sit back and say, "You got to be kidding me, really." Uh, that was not the sharpest I've seen a staff on the sideline look in a long time. Not sharp. The Red, uh, Washington played okay. Uh, Heineke played decent. Jones actually did play well. But there are games that you win nine times out of ten. One out of ten, there's a game where somebody actually is the one that loses. The Giants lost last night. I mean, they lost the game. Losing teams make losing plays. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And Ports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, light by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All of Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket tailgating time. Stock up, be ready. You want to fall short in any way, shape, or form. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online. It's sunburymotors.com, Ford Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Certified pre-owned vehicles. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf Online. At sunburymotors.com. All right. 
the Tom McGrath tailgate, of course, getting ready to get into high gear tomorrow. Gary Goloszewski, curator. Uh, Tom and I had, since I'm the, I'm the publicity arm of the tailgate, we had a long talk with Gary last night about last week's post-game shortages. Fortunately, at Jersey Mike's, I know a guy. All right, but different story. Okay, so we think we'll have it rectified this week, we believe. We'll have to give you a full report Monday. Under the category of get over yourselves, Purdue has a huge drum that is the signature of their band. For the last 42 years, every halftime show that they have played, the drum has always been there. Now, the Purdue band does not travel to every game. The band is, you know, the, the drum has never been here to Beaver Stadium. Hey, that's, okay. But, you know, most bands, there's one game a year that they go to in mass. Well, obviously for Purdue with Notre Dame on the schedule for the first time since 2012, they're going there. So the band is making the trips. Not a long trip. It's an easy trip financially, no problem. They can go up the day of the game. Don't have to stay overnight, any of that stuff. And plus the band wants to be there. They won't let the drum on the field. The reason they won't let the drum on the field is that they, in 2017, they made some changes to the Notre Dame Stadium, and this drum is huge. I think it's 10 feet high at least, something like that. The only tunnel it fits through at Notre Dame is the home team tunnel. And Notre Dame, under its new rules, say only the home team and the Notre Dame band can go through the home team tunnel. Yeah, that's right. Get over yourselves. Let the drum in. I mean, seriously. I mean, after a while, like, pettiness has got to go. It's a drum. Repeating once again, it's a drum. Okay. (laughs) Let the drum in. I mean, seriously. I mean, get over yourselves. Cut me up. I mean, oh, no, we can't. We have every change. Just, Just knock it off. It's a drum. Okay. They're not asking to bring in a tank and block the exit. It's going to come out, do the halftime show, boom, get wheeled back out, and gone. Okay, I think I think they can handle it. I, I see stuff like that, and I look around and go, what is wrong with you people? I know the band has come through the visiting tunnel now they, because they never had a visiting tunnel before. It used to be both teams came through the same tunnel at Notre Dame. So there's now a visiting team tunnel, and the visiting team tunnel is used for the visiting band if they go, and it's obviously used for the visiting team. Fine. This is an exception. And guess who ends up looking really bad in this? Because it's petty. Notre Dame looks bad. It's, it's it's a drum. They use it at halftime. We're done. It's a drum. Okay? It's on wheels. I think they can get it out of the way. It's a drum. On wheels. And it's not going to affect the turf. They have field turf. 
It's a drum. So let me tell you a quick story about the drum. Okay. Which goes back, what, I think since, what, 1921? I think it's 100 years of the drum, as a matter of fact. The, uh, I'm out at Purdue. And Purdue is, believe it or not, one of the cradles of astronauts. When you're driving down toward the campus to get to ross Aid Stadium and to Mackey Arena, you make a left-hand turn at the Neil Armstrong Hall of Engineering, and you make a right turn on the John Wooden Drive. That's as strong a combination as you're going to find in the world. Pretty strong combo. Well, being the cradle of astronauts, Neil Armstrong happens to be one of them. So Penn State is playing at Purdue. It was a day Drew Brees is a quarterback. They've got I mean, Courtney Brown at a huge game. LeVar Arrington blocked a punt literally with his chest to get up so high. It was phenomenal. Penn State wins the game. But at halftime, because it was astronaut weekend, they honored the Purdue astronauts. So they're running the width of the field at the 50-yard line. And the next to last guy to be introduced is Gene Cernan, who was the commander of Apollo 17 and is the last man to walk on the moon. So he goes running down, well, cheers, the whole thing. And obviously the last guy they introduce is Neil Armstrong. Now I'm sitting there as somebody who faithfully followed the space program. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Neil Armstrong. Wow. I mean, I am just like, Fixated, and we all know that Neil Armstrong was uh, his public persona was very stoic, very staid. He goes, and Armstrong had been in the Purdue band, by the way, when he was on campus. He goes running the width of the fifty-yard line, throwing his fist in the air to the crowd. I'm thinking this is really cool, right? And then he gets to the big drum. He picks up the big drumstick and he's jumping up and he's banging the drum. I thought, this is the coolest thing going for halftime. This was great. The same drum they won't let into Notre Dame Stadium, which was good enough for Neil Armstrong. Really? Get over yourselves. Let the drum in. Matt, typical Notre Dame fan. No! Burn the drum! You'd like them to burn the drum. No, it's just like if it's... It's one thing if it... If it's a decent-sized drum. But apparently dr- this thing the, is massive. It's the same tunnel that brought the drum in through all the other times they've gone. It's the to exact Notre same Dame? tunnel. Yes. Oh, the drum well, has, the, well the in the that drum case, then, at, yeah, they should let the, it through. The drum, I didn't know that. Notre, the drum has been at Notre Dame over and over and over and over and over, right? And they always bring it through that tunnel because that was the only tunnel at Notre Dame. Okay, see, as, I didn't know I, that. That's why I'm here. I'm the host. All right, so in that case, you're right. That is petty. Okay, because they changed the stadium in 2017, they're saying only Notre Dame now can come through that tunnel, and only the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Band can come through that tunnel. They're not allowing the visiting team to come through that tunnel. They have their own tunnel now, which is a good thing, by the way. That's a good thing. You don't. I'm never crazy about everybody being together in the same tunnel. All right. Uh, 
So the visiting team now has its own tunnel starting in 2017, and the visiting team band now comes through that visiting tunnel. And they're saying they can't get the drum in there because the visiting team tunnel isn't big enough to get it in. It's the same tunnel at the, I want to say, the left end of the stadium. So it is the north end of the stadium on the touchdown Jesus side of the stadium. Or if you're anti-Notre Dame, field goal Jesus. Yeah, it's only worth three points. Uh, That's touchdown Jesus to you. Now, last time I was there, Penn State hit a bunch of three-pointers, beat them, knocked them out in the NIT on St. Patrick's Day. So now, <laughs> now it's not like I've never broadcast a game there where Penn State uh, didn't win. Oh, that's right, Penn State's won several times when I've been there. All right. Uh, so, but that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and including when Notre Dame was ranked number one. Um, up, 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 up. That was a fun post-game show with Joe I did. Um, let the drum in. It's part of the lore. It's it's part of the pageantry of college football. And it's the same tunnel they've used to bring that drum in forever when Purdue's been there. Does it mean anything to the big scheme of things? No. It doesn't mean anything in the big scheme of things. That's why you let it in. It's It's not exactly one that swings the balance of power in the game. It's a drum. It's the band. The teams are in the locker room when the drum is out there. Just don't like pettiness for no reason. Oh, we can't do it. We got to rule. Oh, for goodness sakes. Really, you got to rule now? Okay, great. Got to follow the rule. Oh, geez. Okay, great. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the no fun crowd. Okay, great. No fun at all. I just heard that, and I just shook my head and went, will you stop being petty? Let It's a drum. Let the stupid thing in, will you? Who cares? Right. Oh, we have rules. Oh, for God, yeah. Your rules didn't apply all those other years when it got in. No, these are your new rules. Guess who looks bad? You look bad. I mean, you look bad. Bottom line. It's you. Look bad. These are your people. I'm concerned. That is a little messed up. These are your people. Oh, I know. I'm concerned. Brian Kelly was probably in on it, too, for all we know. Al, this goes to hey, look. This is not the this is not Father Jenkins. <laughs> I mean, Father Jenkins is not sitting there and he's saying, "Hey, you know, whatever." No, no, no. I mean, this doesn't get to his level, but it gets to Jack Swarbrick's level. I mean, it's I mean, Let me put it this way: Jack Swarbrick probably did not make the athletic director, did not make the decision. Somebody below him did. I can tell you, it's at Jack Swarbrick's level now. <laughs> I can guarantee you. In fact, it might be at Father Jenkins' level now. Just show some leadership. Somebody, somebody out there, show some leadership anywhere. My goodness. <laughs> somebody. You know, leadership is common sense. Show some common sense. It's all right. 
It doesn't affect the game. It has no effect on the game. Zero. It just has a, an effect on the fun factor. I mean, you don't think the Notre Dame fans want to see the big thing? I mean, come on. Look at the size of that drum. Wow. It's bigger than Matt. That's probably true. It's 10 feet tall. It's bigger than all of us. <laughs> oh, small thing. But do you know what? It's interesting. Oh, you know, it's all. It's a small thing. It's a tiny thing. You take care of little things and tiny things, you'd be amazed how the big things take care of themselves. Be the organization that has class. Take care of the small thing, and the big thing will take care of themselves. That's called leadership. God, are we we are just aching for somewhere, some leadership, anywhere. So I talk about college football. I mean, it's it, – so I keep talking about this SEC thing all the time. I mean, to me, a big problem is the void in leadership. Right? You can't overreact and panic to stuff. We're going to form an alliance. We're going to just look, take care of the TV contract, and look at the, your other your 14 schools and tell them in no uncertain terms, hey, guess what? We're good enough to get three or four in ourselves. Let's just go do it. We're good enough. We're the Big Ten. You don't need to go around. And be, oh, just, you throw your hands up. You throw your hands up at overreactions, and you throw your hands up at a lack of confidence in your product. Oh, Texas and Oklahoma went, okay, whoop de do. Well, speaking of leadership, the Chief will be there tonight. Oh, and uh, the suit, too. 6.30. Against a new opponent. There we go. That's the best way to phrase it, right? Yeah, good enough. (laughs) Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. And Brothers ready and delivers. And the pit swung on, belted. Way back to right, forget about it. Second deck for Bryce Harper. Three-run home run. And what a night for Harper. He's had a lot of those in the second half of the season. He has been phenomenal. I mean, he's got that MVP look to him. The problem is, can he somehow they find a couple wins to get to the playoffs? He's been great, though. Outstanding. 
you know, sometimes you can be the MVP in a quiet sort of way, the chief. What are you laughing at? You, sir, are my hero. And then you can be loud like Harper. And you know what? I love, I, I love the fact that Harper plays hard. Always plays hard. All right. So Matt is anti-drum. He's anti-Purdue. <laughs> He's, you know, anti-band. And he thinks in the grand scheme of things that he, he wouldn't even allow the band to go out there. <laughs> No, now that I know that it's been in Notre Dame Stadium before, then yes, Notre Dame is in the wrong. This is rare for you. Yes. Me. And I love the bands. Again, again, this is why, you know, I love talking to Mercy. I mean, Mercy's like, yeah, Mercy would let the would the, let the drum in. That's right, she would. Class. You, on the other hand, hate. Like, it's just <laughs> like, I just don't. It, it, it's the band. I mean, if you're hating the band, that's not good. They don't play. <laughs> they don't play the game. That's the issue. They don't play. The band doesn't play the game. You're, you know, you want to reject the band. That's why I always laugh when Penn State, like the blue band, goes on the road, and the Penn State blue band, they boo them. You're like going, you're booing the band. Really? <laughs> you're booing the band? Yeah, that is a little bit of a violation. Hey, you just sit there and go, guess what? Too many consumables in the parking lot. <laughs> that is right? exactly right. Uh, you're booing the band. Right? You want to boo the team? When they go, okay, they're playing the game. But my goodness. When it comes to the music world, they love each other. It doesn't matter if they're rival schools or what. They don't care. Yeah. All right. Uh, they're going to have, James said last night, they have to make accommodations on the recruiting front for 300 tomorrow. Now, don't sit there and think, oh, they got 300 recruits. No, 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 no. It's the, the entire group. So there are parents in there, some coaches in there, obviously recruits. And they got the current recruiting class that they're going for, 22, 23, 24. And James said to me last night, we got a couple of guys. Yeah, he looked at me. He says, for 25, that are going to be there. Well, that seems a little excessive then. <laughs> it's, well, no, that, but see, but Matt, this is the way that it's becoming college football. That's why yesterday when we were talking about the situation at USC, how they have half the recruiting staff Oregon does. That makes a big difference. And USC's got a problem for the next two months. You have a lot of coaches right now that aren't sure what their respective futures are. How much time do you think they spent this week checking resumes and networking while also trying to get ready for Washington State? These are little things that people do not think about. And they can't recruit anybody right now. 